Hey guys, so hope everybody's doing well. It's a Sunday here in Flagstaff. Um, not many people will know this. In fact, nobody will probably know this, but this is like the first, not like stressful day for me, but like first annoying day, like being up at altitude, which obviously I'm very fortunate to be at altitude and, you know, be training and focused on a big goal um Houston Marathon in January but to to I always hate having to watch any opportunity um there is to make an Irish team like I'm still you know I'm still competitive and I I still rate every Irish team I've ever made or can be a part of and so today was um European cross country trials. Um sorry if the noise has changed. I'm in a closet looking. Um yeah, today was European cross country trials. Um really feel like it's a big day in Ireland in general and obviously this year made a little bit bigger because, you know, European cross countries in Dublin and um I ran in European cross country in Dublin. Um probably like 11 years ago um god that makes me feel a bit old but yeah you know so it would have been really exciting to um go back and sort of get another go at that but actually i'm not very good at cross country and that doesn't mean i wouldn't want to do it it's just that i don't i don't really excel at cross country so when i was you know three, four weeks ago when I'd done some sessions on the grass and I was still in, you know, Belfast, I had sort of thought, hey, you know, maybe that would be a good goal for me. But the problem is, even if I made the team, um, then I'd have to go to European cross country. And I I now get pretty upset after championships when I don't do well. So if I believed that I would have had a good chance of being, let's say, top 15 at European cross country, then I, I would have given cross country a go. But knowing that that's actually really difficult if you struggle at cross country. Um, in fact, it's really difficult anyway. But knowing those facts, I decided to give it a miss because I'd have been really excited today if I made the team. And then I'd have gone to maybe the European cross country in a couple of weeks time and struggled and been like, fuck's sake. And then I'd have been pissed off and annoyed and upset. And <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't really want that. Um, so look, but on a, on a really positive note, I think congratulations, anybody that made the team that perhaps listens, it's, it's a, it's a fucking honor, like to get to represent your country, to get to represent your country in your country. That's that's powerful stuff so um really congratulations and good luck to you know everyone that gets to pull on that green vest in a couple of weeks time it's it's really something quite exciting the other thing that you guys won't know is today's the first hang on day i clear my throat <clears throat> today's the first day that i potentially would have flown home not today but for today in the past um when i've been known to um book a flight or two and um make maybe some impulsive decisions um you know today's one of those days where i would have justified that 
go on, fly back, do the trial. It'll be it'll be fun. You know, you could make it European cross country team. And um, I've essentially been guilty of sacrificing the bigger goal for you know a short term release of dopamine essentially when i speak to my therapist now all these little all these little ideas and all these little like um impulse actions or decisions are are generally speaking i'm doing it for dopamine and dopamine's the feel good um i think it's a hormone or or chemical that you release in your body and you know so don't get me wrong i done my session tuesday um i'm running you know mile reps at altitude sub five minute per mile lactate's in a really good place it it probably suggests i could run 28 20 28 you know yeah probably about 28 20 for 10k um i could have quickly on wednesday been like yeah that that's good enough to make the team um you know, get a flight booked, get a hotel booked and and all that sort of like brain activity and excitement and it, it just releases dopamine and you're sitting there and you're buzzing and um, even on the plane I'd be buzzing and and sadly I'd have probably then stood on a start line and thought like what what the fuck am I doing? You know, I'm supposed to be in Arizona training for a 208 marathon. Why am I? Why am I here? And that's what there in life. There's there's sometimes a bigger picture. And I think when I was younger and I was you know in my teens and and early twenties, I I tried to be good at everything. And and what I mean by that is I tried to be good at cross country. I tried to be good on the road. I tried to be good at fifteen hundred. I tried to be good at five k. I tried to be good at. I remember doing a half marathon. I tried to be good at the weekend when I was drinking with my friends I I was like you know it's one of those like jack of all trades and you know master of none and I really used to it's not peer pressure or anything like that it was it was my own pressure I used to push myself into everything you know I might train well for two weeks and think oh my god I should race or you know, I might do one grass session and, and train back in the day, you know, train with Andy Vernon and keep up and say, oh my God, I should do cross country. And it's kind of like, sounds harsh, but I kind of slutted myself around too much as a, you know, a shitty old word to use, but it, it, it gets the point across. I was throwing myself at everything, every little thing that popped up, whether it was social, whether it was sport, whether it was, you know, I, I was throwing myself around too much. And to be good and really good it often takes quite a bit of sacrifice and make no mistake me being up here up a mountain at altitude and and not in my country and and not racing for my club today in Santry that's a sacrifice but I hope it's a sacrifice that inspires a lot of people I think I think there's going to be results for me in the future that will come with many sacrifices, but, you know, people will see those results and go, okay, I get it, fucking right, nice. And then it'll inspire people to, you know, perhaps set big goals for themselves and, and make the little sacrifices along the way that, that it takes. And and for me, this this camp more than any is going to be so so tough for me like i don't think you guys you literally have no idea my i'm writing a book at the minute um it's my build up to houston 
and it, it goes through the day-to-day I guess brain activity that that goes on with me and um, you know I, I can tell you that usually in the space of a week there might be three or four flights booked the plan might be changed three or four times I might be going home for Christmas then I'm staying at altitude then I'm going to Louisiana it's 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 a tough tough ride for me and I really I really struggle with just simple wake up train eat rest recover my my brain's all over the place and you know I've openly told my therapist like I'm I'm a bit nuts you know there's a bit of crazy in me there's a bit of nut in me and and actually I I we talked about this the other day with my therapist and I think to I told my therapist I wanted to run 206 and like he doesn't give a fuck he doesn't know he doesn't get it and that's what I said I don't know why I said 206 maybe I I told him on Friday you'd need to be a wee bit nuts or a wee bit crazy to even speak like that even just to say I want to run 206 and then to know what that means so that means pretty much at altitude I probably need to be running reps at 445 450 so that when I drop down to sea level I can keep that 450 pace going for a pretty long fucking time but that little that little bit of nut or that little bit of crazy it's 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 the part of me that on race day thrives and is like fucking right let's go and so I struggle in the mornings I struggle from about eight o'clock to about half nine and sometimes I change the plan and sometimes I look up flights and sometimes I do both um but then I I get to training and I'm I'm fucking locked in there's no I don't struggle with that part and everybody has their own things they struggle with some people get nervous about training some people get nervous about races nervous about whether they can hit certain times I don't get none of that that's that's a gift for me I have so much belief in my body physically I just don't yet have the belief psychologically and and usually I would come on this podcast and I would say um I don't know if I'm coming home at Christmas or not. I'm not really sure. I'm not coming home for Christmas. That's all part of this build-up. That's the sacrifice. And I cannot justify two long-haul flights in the space of four weeks and say that that gives me a competitive advantage on the start line of Houston Marathon. I simply can't justify it. And it's something I, I speak um to the therapist about every session it's like i almost i'm trying to convince myself or i'm trying to convince him because he's he's the one helping me try to stick to the plan hold on so he's he's helping me kind of understand perhaps what it is about me that loves to veer off the plan and it, it's not, it has nothing to do with Christmas. I just let, need you to know that. It's got nothing to do with Christmas. It's got nothing to do with family or friends or Christmas festivities or it's just me wanting to be reckless. It's, it's, there's a, there's a certain thing about athletes and athletes love to give themselves a bit of an excuse, which sounds crazy. It sounds mad. Why would you do that? It, it protects you a little bit because it, it protects you it protects brilliant 
it protects <laughs> protects you. That's mad. I can't say that. That's fucking crazy. It protects you from what happens if you stand on a start line without excuses and you don't race well. You know what? What does that mean? Does that mean you're not good? Does it mean you're not as good as maybe you thought you might be? Etc. Etc. So that's why often we will might be it might be the night before a time trial that's it just the night before a time trial and you might think to yourself you know i'm not going to have alcohol tonight i'll have some tomorrow night and then you go oh fuck look you've worked hard all week what's what's a couple of glasses of wine going to do you know what i mean it's not going to do anything and so you have a couple of glasses of wine which leads to perhaps a few too many and then you don't sleep great and then you have that wee excuse the next morning and if you didn't want the excuse, you wouldn't have drunk the fucking wine. It's pretty simple. You know, you you don't sugarcoat it any other way. If you didn't want the excuse, you might think you're the type of person that doesn't. Oh, no, I don't want excuses. No, 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 not me. Not me. No, 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 no. I like everything to be... I, I like to give myself the best chance. And then I could name a few things that you might do. Push a session a bit too hard that you weren't supposed to. And you might, you know, you just, you might set yourself up for failure before you even stand on the start line of your time trial or your race or, and you might not even know you do it, but most of us do. And so I'm the king of, um, when you, when you fuck things up as much as I do and you get really good at it. And the reason I do that is because, um, I, I've been so used to turbulence, you know, um, I, I, a, a roughish upbringing, you know, traumatic experiences and, and all different kinds of, you know, abuse and things like this, it can lead to, um, you just, you're used to just being on edge. Someone mentions your name and you go, shit, what have I done? Oh, fuck. The phone rings and you go, shit, oh, fuck, who's that? That's bad news. <clears throat> it means that you're used to chaos. You're used to being on edge. And so it means it's, you almost seek it, you crave it. And so you create it, you create it for yourself. And so this is, this is the story of my life. I'm trying to think in the last five years, all the marathons I've done, have I ever given myself a chance, you know, a fair chance. Doesn't mean I haven't prepared well, but what I usually do is, this is, this is Stephen Scullion. Train, in fact, you'll fucking love this one. This is Stephen Scullion. Train brilliantly well at altitude. Woo, piece of cake. 14th of December is when I had my first flight booked home. I decide, nope, not going to get in that flight. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to be focused and I'm going to go to Houston and run really well. And then about four days later, I'll probably wake up and go, fuck, should have went home. Fuck, should have went home. I'm not going to go home. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to focus on Houston Parents will probably send presents to America, all my friends and family, presents to America. And then I'll probably wake up on the 21st of December and go, fuck, should have went home. It's probably too expensive to go home now. I'll look up the airline. Instead of getting on my original flight, that was probably 500 pounds. I'll probably go, oh, it's two and a half grand now. No, I couldn't do that. Couldn't do that. That's too expensive. Then probably by that afternoon, I'll tell my brain something along the lines of, 
But what if you died on Christmas Eve? You know what I mean? If you died on Christmas Eve, that two and a half grand wouldn't matter. You'd have been happier that you were at home with your friends and your family. And before I know it, I'll be on a plane, 21st of December, (laughs) on my way home, on a flight that costs five times the amount of the original flight, (laughs) and I'll have fucked the plan up yet again. And guess what I probably will gain on the 21st of December? A little hit of dopamine. (laughs) Woof. And look, yeah. You can't justify everything in life for things like, I could die, I could do this, I could do that. I, You know, today when I was watching the American football, these guys play American football on Christmas Day. You know, it's their job. This is my fucking job. I'm paid, you know, without being a dick, pretty fucking well to, to do this. And so each time I impulsively fly somewhere, that's me not doing my job. That's me not treating my job seriously. And so here's here's what then happens. I fly home. I wasn't supposed to. Um, I go, fuck, Stephen, shit, you dick. You weren't supposed to. And then I go, right, but I'm the king of making situations work better. I'm, I know I flew home. I know I wasn't supposed to. But I'm going to make this situation work for me even better, right? And so I look for underwater treadmills. I look for cryotherapy. I look for anything that I think might give me a little bit of an edge. Because basically what I've done is I've, is I've dug a hole, you know? Everything was going great. Progression was going great. And then I've decided randomly for no reason to put it into context, right? It would probably be like waking up, everything going brilliantly for two months. And it would probably be like waking up and saying, I'm just going to hit my knee here a few times with this hammer. Because I think that would be really helpful for Houston. Now, it's not quite that dramatic. But to put it in the scheme of things of, of, of travel long haul, it would probably be like just giving yourself a small head cold. Or, like, making yourself tired. I don't know how you could make yourself tired. You might decide to, like, go out drinking three nights in a row. I don't know. But but the equivalent... See long-haul travel and jet lag. It fucks you up pretty good. So, to put it in your schedule four weeks before the, the start of a marathon where you want to run 208 faster? Oh, you'd be a right dick. So... <sighs> What I'm getting at is when you become the king of comebacks and the king of comebacks is the athlete that continually fucks things up for themselves and then you get really good at digging yourself out of the hole. That's the excuse. So naturally, what's really fucking difficult for me and it shouldn't be difficult at all because all I have to do is sit my ass at altitude in a bloody lovely house, lovely situation with lovely people and 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 train and and I can even train less and I'm going to get the training because I'm really excited about training um but I thought I would start with today being a pretty tough day but yet a pretty cool day because it, I even and you'll know, think I'm really cheeky but I was even doing my best to like think of ways that I could still be part of the European cross country I wonder would they select me that's just my brain I have no interest in the European cross country. I'm really focused on Houston. But 
my brain even surprises me. And if I told poor Rob, who, you know, Rob Demmead, this is this is a moment. Rob Demmead shouldn't be helping me with my training. He shouldn't be. Because the amount of times I've asked Rob to help me and then, like, pushed him away or turned my back or changed my mind far too many times. Far, far, far too many times. And I don't... You can tell someone, you know, it's not personal and I don't mean to and I'm sorry, but it's still not nice. It's still, It still probably feels very, very, very personal. But Rob's been helping me. And that's the part about training that I'm going to get to. Now, he's, he's been helping me in a way that protects probably himself. Um, I, I, I send ideas and I, I ask, if you were coaching an athlete, what would, what would you tell them to do? <laughs> and then I'm like, ooh, maybe I'll do that. Um, but look he'd be fucking pissed if he even thought that I had considered thinking about a European cross-country trial or, or cross-country or, or the European cross-country itself. But I, but I can't help myself. It's, it's, it, it is the exact same. Me wanting to change the program or change the plan or fuck the plan up, I'm telling you now, it is identical to a, a drug addict or an alcoholic wanting to drink or wanting to take drugs i will and i'm fucking too smart for my own good for the people around me's own good and so i will crawl through the fucking shit and the gutter to come up with justifications to do the things that i want to fuck it up and that's the exact same as like when i talk to my therapist it's it's the same as an alcoholic saying oh you know your 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 grandmother got you that bottle of whiskey and you know and now your grandmother's passed away you'd be you'd be a fool not to drink that you'd be a you'd be a bad person not to drink that and so this is this is what my brain does my brain will say you know like you you could you could impact that european team well you know why are you not helping people why are you not helping your club come on Stephen, why are you not helping your club and then at christmas it'll say why are you not going home to see your family? What sort of man are you? You're not going home to see your family. You're not going home to see your friends. You're so selfish. And this is the kind of shit that I, I eventually have to deal with. It's fucking all over the place. And yet I know it's it's just, it's not real. It's not true. It's not, I'm not selfish. You know, I help out my family loads. Um, It's not. You're, you're, and you're allowed to be selfish, even if it was. For a big goal like Houston, you know, it's your job. You're doing your fucking job. You're going to work. But on another note, on another more positive note, and on a lot of that, notice your own weaknesses. Notice if there is things that you do to, you know, maybe it is a couple of glasses of wine before a race or a time trial. The wine's not going anywhere. It's nowhere. It's not fucking going anywhere. You know, it's going to sit there. And it's the same for me wanting to go home. And I'm saying, oh, I want to run over you know, the mountain with my buddies, I want to train on some of the loops that I really enjoy, I want to, you know, link up with Ricky, I love having Ricky on the bike, and, and, and doing tempo stuff with Ricky, the physiologist, and, and, and Tess in the lab, it's not going anywhere, that that all still exists next February, next at the end of January, that's all still there, that's not going anywhere, so bear that in mind, if there's things, if there's things you're doing doesn't have to just be about running. Maybe you're doing it in your job. Maybe you're doing it in your marriage. Maybe you're doing it, you know, in your relationship. Um, you can, you know, you can figure it out. You can chip away at it. I, I think two days have gone by where I haven't 
looked up flights or booked anything or or and that's that's really good that's impressive for me so um long may that continue but usually every couple of days i just have to deal with that little bit of nag in my brain and then you know i usually go for a run and it calms down and i think nice i can relax again i'm safe i'm in a nice place etc etc but look on the train in front today's a rest day um oh, surprised i didn't choke on rest day i need to have a drink of my tea because um although it's in a yeti mug which means it shouldn't be getting cold not that i'm we do actually get sponsored by this company yeti and now i'm drinking tea out of a yeti mug because it has a lid and sometimes i often let my tea just sit for a while and i can report that it worked and it kept my tea warm so i'll put my lid back on there we go perfect but training so today's a rest day um i'm i'm the more the more rob talks to me and influences me the more confident i get in what i'm doing and i mean i really do like i really really do and it's rob who gave me belief in a rest day it's rob who next week's going to be a down week an easy week again it was it was rob that asked me to trust them once upon a time and I said yes I will and and we did these easy weeks and we found that a couple of weeks after an easy week things just like accelerated again now you could argue how do you know you know that it wouldn't have accelerated anyway and I suppose you don't um I, I don't know that there's any way to prove that apart from when I stopped being coached by Rob and I didn't take easy weeks, um, things weren't going as well. Which is, which is the harsh reality of sport in general and running. You can, you can work harder and race worse. Isn't that fucking mental? That's that's wild. So, but but then that's what makes it even harder. Remember that too. For most of us, it's harder to hold back, and so that's what you know perhaps makes it fair. I'm sure there's a lot of boys maybe overtrained for that cross country, knowing that it was um in Dublin, Europeans in Dublin, you know, it's a you know, a lot of males and females be out there training maybe a bit too hard. Um and, and you know, maybe got sick or maybe got injured or, or maybe just got tired. So, you know, today is a rest day. I'm I've really enjoyed it. Normally I'm um bouncing off the walls, whereas, you know, today I've really appreciated having a rest day um next week's an easy week and then at the end of the week i'm gonna do not like a time trial but a bit of a test so i've been doing a lot of um threshold running which i've told you guys about a lot more half marathon effort type stuff keeping the you know the lactate usually between three and four and a half i would say sometimes that's a bit high sometimes actually i don't think it's ever been a bit too low which oops um so next week is kind of all right me and Rob are both on the same view that if I can get my, you know, half marathon type stuff in a good place, the marathon stuff will naturally follow. And so it'll be really interesting to do, I'm going to do 12 miles at a marathon heart rate and I'm just going to see roughly where it's at. I'm fucking buzzing. I think it's going to be like 450. I think I'll go down to sea level and do 12 miles and sit at about 4.50, and be licking my lips, but who knows, maybe I won't, 
Um, maybe I'll be even faster. Um, who knows? We'll see. So I'm going to go down next Saturday. Haas is going to come down. Katie was going to. She might still. Um, and we'll go to Phoenix. We'll go to sea level and we'll do that. And then I will repeat this sim- a similar cycle for three weeks. So um, I've been doing four times two mile. I've been doing eight by a mile. I've been doing five mile in one go. Then three times a mile. Most sessions have been between around eight miles, six to eight miles. I'm hoping that I can push some of those sessions to 10 mile or it'll be six to eight miles in the morning and then if I can do a little bit in the evening but actually this is where Rob has given me a lot of confidence and and I don't feel the need to come back in the evenings and do anything and like I'm trying to think back before the Olympics and I was going to have an easy week as part of my sort of like Olympic build-up and the day before the start of my easy week, instead of doing a 20-mile run, I did 27 miles around this really hilly mountain loop. And and I remember, I think I had to sit in the truck before driving home for about 30 minutes. I was so fucked, excuse my language. I mean, I was done, like dead. I was. It killed me. And... It's no wonder I then get sick like five days later. But like, what was I thinking? Like my, it's like, it's like my confidence in my ability to run well off the training that I used to do just disappeared. You know, Rob, me and Rob were chatting the other day because, you know, I, I, I struggled a bit in a tempo and it actually went well, but I just didn't feel great. And so, you know, my feedback to Rob was, I think I've fucked it with the mileage. And I've been doing, I've been on this kick of 12 mile in the morning, 5 mile in the afternoon. I was on this idea. I basically just looked at fucking Molly Seidel's training and this is the Olympic bronze medalist and thought, fuck me, you know, she puts in the miles. 12-5, etc, etc. But everyone is unique to themselves. And had I tried to do Molly's training, I'd be in a hole. I'd get tired, you know. I wouldn't achieve the result that I wanted and it'd be another result like Boston or, or, or Tokyo. And so I told Rob, you know, I was tired. I think I've been overdoing the miles and it's like something just clicked and I just went, Stephen, you're, you're good enough. You don't need to do that, you know, and it's going to be hard and you're going to have to be really patient and you're going to have to almost treat yourself not like a marathon runner marathon runners are 110 120 miles a week you know big days for london marathon i average 78 miles a week for 10 weeks 70 fucking eight not 130 not 120 seven eight and the more you fucking drill that in and rob just texts me why are you worried about miles you average 78 miles a week for London. And I just thought, you're just right. I don't know when I got insecure. I don't know when I stopped believing in my fitness and my ability. But basically what it did was, <clears throat> instead of doing 20 miles yesterday, I did 14. And I thought to myself, you know, instead of going into an easy week, tired, as in, you know, it's a bit like when you've got a massage lined up and you say to yourself, I'm going to 
fucking nail tonight's session because I've massaged tomorrow and that'll fix me. You're just digging a hole. You don't need to dig the hole. See the massage as a bonus. So I seen the easy week as a bonus, but I knew, right, you've trained pretty hard. You've trained pretty hard for about four or five weeks now, you know, including some stuff at home and then the flight. And then I, you know, I think I went 90 miles, 106, 90. So it's been a, for me, it's been a pretty big period. And I'm just going to really enjoy this easy week. I believe it's going to make me stronger. And then I'm going to go into the next block and do a lot of the same. The number one goal, improve speed at anaerobic threshold. That's it. If if at the end of this next block, so on, on Friday there I did six times a mile on the track. Um, I averaged 454 at 7,000 feet of altitude. Um, I don't know what that would be at sea level. Maybe like 10 to 15 seconds difference. 445 maybe, 444. Because um, there's only a mile rep. It's not a long tempo. So, you know, it might be a wee bit quicker. I don't know. Um, but I kept the lactate under 4. So it was like 3.4 maybe and 3.7. If I could do those in four weeks' time... If I could do this time eight, if I could do eight by a mile on the track in 450, four seconds per mile quicker, so a second a lap, and keep the lactate under four, that would be brilliant. That would, see, see, when you th- see when you think about it in that light, right? That's the goal. Okay, one goal in four weeks' time, or four and a half, whatever it is, eight by a mile. 450 keep the lactate under four it means steven scullion can run four to five seconds per mile quicker than he could four weeks ago for the same effort and the same lactate if that's the goal mileage doesn't matter what the fuck does it matter what does it matter if it takes 30 or if it takes 120 it doesn't fucking matter it's a number all that matters is you're recovering, you're, you know, staying consistent, you're you're keeping your body in one piece, and you're still, of course you can't run. I don't, personally, I don't think you can run 20 to 30 mile a week and, and get your threshold at altitude down to 450, but you could probably get away with like 75 to 90, for me personally, and there's probably not much difference in between the two. Maybe you'd be safer at 90. But actually, if you run the risk of getting tired at 90, you're wasting your time. So that's the goal. And then hopefully along the way, some of the other sessions that it did, like I did four times two mile, and I think my lactate was, you know, 4.2. And I think I averaged 5.05. Oh, no, I didn't have a lactometer that day. 5.05. Um, there, there's a couple of different sessions where I have an idea of what sort of speeds I'd like to be. And, and if... It's easy to trace if there's been an improvement. Has the easy week to help helped? Have things move forward? And things won't always move forward, but they should. And if they're not, you're likely doing something wrong. So, look, I'm going to leave you with that. I'm going to go and drink my tea. Um, it's now 5.30. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go drink my tea. I'm going to watch the rest of the NFL and then I have Neil Gurley staying at the house here with us and he's going to cook dinner. Neil's a World Champs finalist 
Doha World Champs finalist in the 1500. He's from Scotland. Um, so if there's any Scottish people listening, he's a beast from Scotland. Um, and yeah, so that'll be a nice evening. Um, but yeah, look, things are you know things are good. Um, it, it, it's I'm not saying it's easy. It's never easy. It's not easy for me just staying in the one fucking place. But things are really good. Really, really hopeful. I've been sleeping so so good. Um, sleep's really good. I think happiness is up a lot. Um, so yeah, look, a lot to be grateful for. Um, I I think that's where I'll finish today. I'll finish today letting people remember that this is just running okay it's my job it's some other people maybe listening it's their job but for most of us it's just something that we get to do i just said earlier on my brain can be going wild and then i do a run i get about three mile into that run and everything just calms down so be really grateful for running Maybe today you didn't make the cross-country team. Maybe a race didn't go the way you wanted. Maybe a race got cancelled. You know, still look for the niceness about running. It's still such a wonderful, wonderful sport to be a part of. Um, But it is just running. You know, it's it definitely transfers over to life and and lessons you learn in running or, or, you know, experiences you have in running, you know, pass over to life and but I think there's so, so, so much to be grateful for. Um, and you should probably wake up most days and pick something to be grateful for. At the minute, I've been told every morning to wake up, big deep breath, you know, let it go. Pick one thing that I'm grateful for and then pick a goal for the day. So big deep breath, pick one thing I'm grateful for and then a goal for the day. Now, the goal for the day is more um like a priority i'm going to really focus on recovery today it's my easy day or you know what i'm going to really focus on being disciplined in today's session that can be another goal that's your that's number three goal for the day purpose for the day number four stand up you know you've just got up in the morning you've just got out of bed you've taken your big deep breath you've thought of something you're grateful for you know you've thought about your purpose for the day and your your goal and then number four you stand up and for just a moment you just remember where you are be present ground your feet feel your feet on the floor get yourself grounded remember where you are be present and then crack on with your day right guys really 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 appreciate you listening as always um i think it's now eight weeks to go to houston oh it's getting closer but i appreciate you all listening have a great day scully